I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, Episode 60. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. There's a word that jumps out at me right away in the song this week. Marvelous Light by Ellie Holcomb is the song that we're going to be talking about or using to jump into God's Word this week. But the word that jumps out at me in the lyrics is the word known. Now, deep down in all of us is this desire to be known. And deep down in all of us is this fear of being known. So which is it for you? Let's hear Ellie's take on it. I am not who I once was Defined by all the things I've done Afraid my shame would be exposed Afraid of really being known Then you gave my heart a John Piper says a human being is a creature of God with a nature designed by God for conscious displays of God's greatness and his beauty and his worth. You know, we were designed by God to display God's identity. You know, we dis- when we spend our, t- our lives trying to figure out our identity apart from him, we're missing the original design of the creator. Now, you know you can't hide from God, right? I know sometimes I try. I think that if I tuck that sin, those bad habits, those impure thoughts, deep enough inside, if I stick my fingers in my ears and say, la, 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 then they're not really there, right? If I can hide them in the recesses of my heart, it won't hurt anyone, right? Well, a few years ago, I had the opportunity to go on a girl's trip with some wonderful godly women, and I shared a room with a friend, and as we were slipping off to sleep and chatting in the dark, she said, you know, Michelle... You never really talk about what you struggle with. Now, the most truthful response, my most truthful response to that kind of comment or revelation rests nestled in between two, those two opening statements that I made. You know, deep down, all of us have this desire to be known. And the truth is, most people don't ask what you're struggling with. And then there's a part of us that wants people to ask how we're doing and really care, like really ask how we're doing. But there's this caveat, you know, they need to care and understand, have grace, mercy, compassion, be free of judgment, be full of encouraging, loving thoughts and words toward us. Otherwise, that desire to be known gets overshadowed with that fear. You know, the one that's deep down inside of all of us, that fear of being known. You know, perhaps it's better said that fear of being found out. You know, I'll link to Ellie's story behind the song because that's kind of the perspective that she came from when writing this song. She says, I spent the better part of my life not knowing that it was okay 
to not be okay. Hiding any weakness, hurt, or doubt, and living in the fear and the shame of my past. I landed myself in intensive counseling and discovered that where there's truth, there's freedom. So this is an anthem about walking out of the darkness and into the light. Now, this pattern that we have, it's not new. You know, this pattern of God designed it one way, we choose another way, we hear him calling out to us, we hide in shame, all he wants is relationship, and deep down that's what we want too, but we're afraid. We're afraid of walking out of the darkness into the light. So I walked out of the darkness So let's unpack that pattern a bit. God designed it one way. You know, we are made in the image of God. And if you make an image of something, it's a reflection of the original. So we are created to be a reflection of God. In fact, in Genesis chapter one, it says that God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals of the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. So that's God's design. That's his plan. But we choose another way. And, you know, God provided without reservation this gorgeous garden full of trees, each of those trees bearing fruit, a different kind of fruit, garden full of trees, just one simple boundary. And the boundary had a really good reason. And the boundary was, please just don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This one tree in a garden full of lush trees. Don't eat that one because it will lead to death. You know, physical and spiritual death, but most of all, the worst kind of death, the death of an intimate relationship with God. And of course, he didn't detail all of that. He just said, garden full of trees, all kinds of fruit, just don't eat this one. And because there's a warning with it, it will lead to death. You know, with a little smooth talking from the enemy, though. Genesis chapter 3 says the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. So again, just from the very beginning, God has a design. We choose our own way. And with choosing our own way, knowing that it's against God's way, it leads to shame and hiding. Because in Genesis 3, it says at that moment, their eyes were opened and suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord among the trees. So when Adam and Eve were finally coaxed from the darkness by God, coaxed out from the shadows, they take full responsibility for their actions and then they seek reconciliation with God. Um, no, wait, it went a little more like this. She made me do it, but, but the snake made me do it. And then they all received consequences for their actions. And just as a side note, this is free. Consequences do not equal a lack of love. You know, they are a result of love. But anyway, what kind of love does God have for us? You know, in the book of Hosea, God has the prophet Hosea marry a prostitute as a picture of what Israel's relationship and marriage to God looked like. 
And and God even says in Hosea chapter 2, she, of course, he's talking about Israel. She doesn't realize that it was I who gave her everything she has. The grain, the new wine, the olive oil. I even gave her silver and gold. But she gave all of my gifts to Baal. You know, aren't we like that? We we don't even realize that all of the gifts that we have, every good and perfect gift that is in our life comes directly from God, whether or not we acknowledge it or not. And so here we are, we've gone our own way, we're hiding in the shadow shadows. He's trying to pull us out. He's trying to tell us, I love you with a pure love. I don't want to, I'm not going to shame you and humiliate you publicly you're doing that to me. You're shaming me and acting like a prostitute. You're you're idolizing other things. You don't even realize the gifts that I have given you are from me. But I love you anyway. And Hosea chapter 2 verse 19 says, I will make you my wife forever, showing you my righteousness and justice, unfailing love and compassion. I will be faithful to you and make you mine. And you will finally know me. As Lord, isn't it interesting that we want to be known because we're in made in the image of God who wants to be known. He's not a God hiding. He wants to be known. He wants us to seek him. He wants us to know him. He has provided ways for us to know him because he wants us to know him. He wants to be known. Now, uh, God doesn't want our perfection. He doesn't want our good deeds, our fancy prayers, our fake smiles, and he definitely doesn't want our sins buried. What he wants is relationship. Hosea chapter 6, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. But like Adam, you broke my covenant and betrayed my trust. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, that was Adam and Eve, okay? And that was Israel. I get that. But you can't maybe, maybe you can't make the leap that we follow in this same pattern. What was that pattern again? Well, God designs it one way. We choose another way. We hear him calling out to us and we hide in shame or sometimes just denial, okay? So if you need a different example that might be a little bit closer to home, let how about this one? Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, it says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So here we have a pattern. God wants us to be in right relationship with us, and he wants us to be in right relationship with others. That's his plan. So that's his design. His path, his way to ha- keep that from to keep that happening is forgiveness. He provided it for us to freely receive. Okay? We freely receive forgiveness because we sin. We sin against him. We sin against others. We sin. So he has provided forgiveness. It was freely given, not free, but freely given. But we choose our own way. We dig in our heels. We choose unforgiveness. We tuck it so deep within that we don't even realize it's there until we hear him calling out to forgive. Right now in that verse, he's saying, hey, you forgive, forgive, forgive. It's been given to you freely. You've received forgiveness. You offer it. And then we tuck it deeper and deeper and deeper and hide in our shame, covering it up with fig leaves, the itchy kind, the kind that, that, that is not designed to cover up that sin. And he's trying to call, he's calling to us. He's calling to you. He knows he sees it. You're not hiding it behind that fig leaf. He knows what's under there. He designed you. He is God. He knows everything. He knows you. You are known by him. 
And he still offers love and compassion. First Corinthians says that God knows me completely. Psalm 139 says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. It goes on to say in verse 11, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. So remember that even though we're hiding in our shame, all God's all God wants is to bring our sin and shame into the light, not so that he can shame us and humiliate us and wave it around, but so that he can give us freedom and life and love and eternal relationship with him. There's no place I'd rather be. Your light is marvelous. Your light is marvelous. You have come to set us free. You are marvelous. Your light is marvelous. You know, Jesus is the light. Isaiah 9 says, The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. If you're living in deep darkness, this light, Christ wants to shine in those deepest recesses of your heart. And he's come to set us free. A Romans 8, there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. Now that we're free from the power and sin of, of sin and death, we can clearly see who we really are. We can see where our true identity lies. First Peter says, once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. This comes straight from a metaphor lived out in the life of Hosea. I talked about it, quoted some verses from Hosea earlier. God says in Hosea 2, At that time I will plant a crop of Israelites and raise them for myself. I will show love to those I called not loved and to those I called not my people. I will say, Now you are my people. And they will reply, You are our God. So those ver- those verses out of First Peter are a reflection of what God showed in a, in a metaphor picture in Hosea. So with our new identity revealed... You know, God doesn't waive our hidden sins and shame us. He doesn't define us by what we've done. He says we are chosen, royal, holy, and his. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Your light is marvelous. So what's next? Respond to his call. Walk out of the darkness into his marvelous light. If you have never received the light of the world as your personal savior, stop, drop, and receive right now. This song, however, is not just a call to the unbeliever to walk into the light of a relationship with God for the first time. It's a call to those of us who have hidden sin in the shadows and are missing out on the relationship that God designed for us. 
You know, maybe we're like Adam and Eve and we have our excuses and have been pointing fingers at others, including the enemy, who may have had influence in the whole mess. But no matter how we got there, when we read God's word, see truth, yet choose to go our own way, then we are by, thereby rejecting God's way. So stop hiding. Come into the light. God is calling you into right, loving relationship with him, not into public humiliation. And we've read quite a few references to Hosea on today's podcast. So my challenge to you this week is to spend some time reading in Hosea this week. Oftentimes, I mean, anytime that I have a chance to kind of guide you into a lesser known area of scripture, we, you need to grasp at that chance. Okay, so let's let's dive into Hosea. I don't want you to do that right away without reading an introduction to it first. So if you have a Bible study with an introduction, go ahead and read that introduction. It will give you some historical context about Hosea. Um, if you don't have a study Bible or you just want to, I've, I've included several links in the additional resources area of my show notes for this week's episode. So go to michellekneesat.com forward slash 60 and you'll see some links to a variety of introductions that you can choose from to read before jumping into the text of Hosea. Okay. And I just want to, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about the idea that, that um, prophets in the Old Testament, they kind of had a hard time. You know, they were asked by God to do some pretty painful and humiliating things on, on God's behalf, you know, beyond just their harsh messages. Of course, God gave them some really harsh words to say to the people. Um, God used them to plead with the people to return to him. So I don't want you to get bogged down in the parts that you can't understand, but I think you're going to be able to get the big picture. So it's only 14 chapters. You should be able to read it in one sitting or two. Uh, Make sure you have a pen in your hand, underline key verses, have a journal by your side, record some of your thoughts as you read, really interact with God's word. You don't get a jewel in your crown for doing this, you know, um, on on Monday. Uh, spend some time. Read it over and over again. Take your time. Underline. Write your thoughts. Make sure you read it kind of uh, take your time, but read it all at once. Again, it's it's a fairly short book. And just remember, if you don't get to know God better, then you've then you've missed the point of reading. You know, right here in Hosea, he tells us of his desire for his people to know him. And we are his people. So pray, pray before you read that God will reveal himself to you in new ways, that you will hear his voice clearly, and that you will get to know him better. And then while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter or Facebook. My public page is Michelle L. Nizat. I want to talk about what you're learning or leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 60. And just a few quick announcements before I leave today. I want to personally thank you for listening with a gift. I don't want you to have any excuses for not having God's word front and center every day. So if you'll log on to my website at michellekneesat.com and give me your name and email address, I will email you memory verse resources every week to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can just print it out and place it in the best location for you. It's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a very useful tool to you. And I want to shout out to Daniel from Jamaica, Michelle from Louisiana, Shannon from Arkansas, Grace from Oklahoma, Debbie from Louisiana, and Donna from Louisiana. These are my newest subscribers to my website. 
welcome. Don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And while you're in iTunes, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? It encourages me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me some credibility. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use Come As You Are by David Crowder to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 60. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.